welcome to our Sourced Week in Review podcast. My name is Michael Crutcher. Jordan McDonald, this is our 70th Week in Review. Yes, it is. I'm proud that I've kept count. Uh, it is. What a milestone. It's, it's a bit a of a... It's an un- unloved milestone, 70th. Though. No one really cares, do they? 75 people care about. <laughs> 75 people do care about. I care about 70. <laughs> I didn't think I'd make it past 20 episodes, to be honest with you. I was still honestly so uncomfortable doing these podcasts until about episode 50. I honestly thought I'd have like a 25 episode buffer <laughs> to get like, oh, you'd be right, you'd be comfortable. Nah. <laughs> you hit your straps about 50. Yeah, I've, I feel like I got a bit of a rhythm where I just got into it a bit more at 50. Yeah. So then when Ainsley sprung the Easter bunny ears last week, mm. you could handle that in your stride. I could. I could better than I would have uh, maybe episode 15. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback too from some of our listeners on the Easter Bunny ears. Oh, yes. No, Shan got a good kick out of that. (laughs) Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I hope they were appreciated (laughs) because goodness me. Yeah, I I think they're in the props cupboard for next week. Yeah, they are in the props cupboard. So that'll be like 120 (coughs) years in review by next year, podcast numbers. Yeah, about that. Yeah. There you go. Surely. Yeah. Well, it's another short week. And it's been a week of plenty of sport. And that's what we're going to start with this week because one thing we've spoken about a fair bit Mm. here, Jordan, is the duration of sporting events. So how long do these events run for in terms of is it turning viewers off because games or sports are too long? So we mentioned briefly that the baseball season is underway in the US with with some real changes. We had two contrasts in the last week, which we want to bring up because they really do have implications for, I guess, how we view television and sport and so forth. Mm-hmm. We had the baseball season, which is underway now, has been for the last two weeks or so. Yep. At the same time, the US Masters Golf was on last weekend, which I love the Masters for an event that has so much theatre but it became mired in controversies just about how bloody long it was taking players to complete their rounds. So let's have a look at these two. So Major League Baseball brought in a few different rules this year. The biggest one, of course, was a pitch clock. So a clock where you had 15 seconds to deliver the next pitch. Okay. The aim of this was to try to reduce these game lengths, which has just got out of control. How long was the game? Oh, it had gone to well over three hours, up oh, to yeah. an average of three hours and four minutes last year. So oh, yeah. now this is, and this was off an average of two hours <coughs> 35, about um, 40 years ago. So an extra okay. half an hour added onto the game. And there are reasons for that, including you know, this focus on analytics. So you'd, you'd change your pitcher mm. to give you a better matchup with a batter and, you know, that takes time. But at its heart was just how bloody long it takes for pitchers and hitters to get ready. It takes yeah, so right. long. So what Major League Baseball did was introduce this pitch clock where you've got to be ready if you're a batter, mm. 15 seconds. You've got to be ready to face the pitch after eight seconds and the pitcher must release after 15, <laughs> or before 15 and if right. not, there are, there are <laughs> balls and strikes called. Now, ha- okay. and also, um, so, so let's say, has it worked in this first sort of two weeks? Well, yes, it has worked because the average time of nine inning games here has dropped to two minutes 38. Okay, now we spoke about three hours and four last year. So mm-hmm. it's down by almost half an hour, which is a massive change. 
And you weighed in a couple of other new rules changes. They've made the bases um, larger. So if you're going to try and steal a base, um, you don't have to run as far. Only only a few centimetres, but it does help. <laughs> so stolen bases are up. And then they've changed the where the fielders can stand uh, because they were basically loading up one side of the field to stop runners from getting to first base. Right. So all these things have had this real impact on the game. Everything has I- improved in terms of stolen bases, um, hits, and the average time of game, So, th- which is really interesting. Baseball had to do it, mm-hmm. and it's done it, and it's getting very good feedback on it. Now, the final day of the US Masters, I said I love the Masters, one of my favourite events to watch every year, but oh my goodness, the last day of the Masters took commitment like very few people can offer because there were 30 holes to play for the leaders because of rain. Oh, yes. So the leaders had to finish off 12 holes of the third round to start with and then play their final round. And it took a long time. An average final round for a pairing of close to five hours. So it's close to five hours. And it got to the point where the second last group Victor Hovland and Patrick Cantlay. Now, Cantlay's been the one who's been blamed the most for this slow play. Um, Victor Hovland was like guys at a social round on the 13th green. He just played his chip shot into the green while his playing partner was 100 metres back, (laughs) uh, which was a sign that, hey, I've had enough of how slow this is. Yeah, hurry it up. Now, you do it when you play social because maybe your mates put a ball in the water and he's got to go get the ball out or whatever. And you just keep moving up to keep things flowing. But it caused a lot of controversy. Brooks Kepka, who finished second, complained about the pace of play. So what is golf going to do about that, which is something I think it has to look at. Now, the Rebel Golf Tour, the Live Tournament, it's um, it's split from, from the PGA Tour mm. and it does 54 hole events. Uh, so three days of 18 holes. PGA Tour is still four days of 18 holes. Oh, so one less day for live. Yeah, one less day. So yeah. so they've done that. So we've got two things here, Jordan. We've got sports that are on the clock in terms of rugby league is 80 minutes. Yeah. So you've got 80 minutes there, but there are ways you can speed things up there. Uh, then you've got sports that have to reach a milestone. Golf, 72 holes, um, and other sports as well that aren't guided by uh, a time. Cricket is the same, and it's, you know – T20, etc. Oh, yeah. Um, test matches, we know they're, they're five days or they're not five days, actually. They're five days maximum, but they're two innings per team, um, depending on who wins. You've played a lot of Aussie rules over the years, Jordan. That's a game that has goes longer than rugby league. But what are your thoughts on this? Have we, have we got a situation where all sports have to look at their, their time because audiences are got so many things to choose from? Yeah, I, I'm... I, Remember having the conversation and thinking, what sport is long form that should stay long form because people just can sustain the attention and yep. love it that much? And I don't think there's too many. You know, AFL's made a number of changes to, uh, changes over the years. You know, everything, almost everything's time now from when you mark the ball yep. uh, for a goal kick. You know, the, the ref, the umpire, sorry, blows the whistle and and calls that stoppage, but wants to keep the game moving. That's sort yeah. of the beauty of AFL in particular is it flows really nicely. It, it sort of becomes annoying if you're a, a, you're a viewer and there's a constant stoppage yeah. with the game. So I think that's, that's the focus for a lot of these time changes in sports, just keeping it, that flow going because that's entertaining. That's what people yeah. want to watch. We were talking about yeah. uh, you know rugby union side before and how that – 
that can be a bit slow at times because it's got a slightly less action in it. So, so even though the clock is going in rugby, yeah. you, you could have a scrum that resets several times. Yeah, and that's what, minutes, two, three, four minutes go by? Yeah, so you're talking about the flow of the game is more important than, say, the clock as such. Yeah, I reckon keeping the flow, this, uh, keeping that flow going throughout the game, but you want to make sure that you're not changing time to the point where it starts to ruin that essence of the game. Yeah. You know, some of the things need time to unfold. That's part of the game. So you don't want to get like you know remove those important elements of it. But you know keeping that flow going is good. I reckon. Yeah. And we've seen it even in cricket, um, England. We've got the obviously the twenty twenty matches, but the England domestic version shortened to a hundred balls. Yeah. even 120. So <laughs> there's all of these things happening. But we'll keep watching that because it really is interesting just to see um, – I mean, Rugby League did it a couple of years ago by the six-again rule rather than the the penalty. They've tweaked it again since. But I think everyone's looking for that edge to, like you say, keep the momentum of the game going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, baseball's a great case in point. Now, we've mentioned TikTok a few times with the bans on government – um, devices, but TikTok again this week, Jordan. It's back on because it's done something new this week. Yeah, it's been a bit cheeky this week. So in the same week that it was banned on government-owned devices here in Australia, uh, TikTok quietly launched a smart TV app, which <laughs> is going to go, which is now available in Australia and New Zealand. So the app is available on all your smart TVs. So if you have a Samsung, a Google, an LG, yeah. or an Android. It'll be available there in the respective app stores. Uh, and it means now that TikTok joins its rival YouTube in that TV market. Um, the goal here is clearly for TikTok to attract a bigger audience. So they want to make that app available for that at-home yep. family viewing of that short-form content. Yep. The, uh, the general manager of TikTok Australia, his name's Hunter Lee, he said, the way people consume content has evolved over the past decade from spending time watching TV programs together to having entertainment on the go on personal devices. Now, we're bringing shared entertainment back with the launch of TikTok TV. From day one, TikTok's mission has been to inspire creativity and bring joy, cultivating an entertaining space for positive, creative expression. So we're excited to bring TikTok to living rooms across Australia and New Zealand. This TV app, uh, they'd planned to launch it late last year in the yep. same time. So in line with the US, they had also done the same back then, but um, it was met with several delays. There's even, even a delay recently where it was supposed to launch uh, last week, but then uh, Prime Minister Albanese signed off on that government-wide ban, government ban of the yeah. app, which made obviously timing... Less than optimal. It's, it's not a surprise, is so, is it? Because I think about you know now that you mention it, mm. you, I know our kids they are always watching YouTube on the smart TV yeah. at home. I'm so guilty of that too at home if I've got a vacant day. Yeah, yeah, and I'll turn the TV on, which hasn't been turned off properly by the previous user, which is uh. one of the three kids, <laughs> and it'll always be on a, the YouTube app, yeah. which for whatever reason doesn't shut down like the other no, apps it doesn't. do. No, it's very annoying. No, but um, I thought this was quite interesting that uh, in the same week it's being banned, it's sort of just uh, business as usual. We're yeah. pushing on. Yeah, um, I've got a few thoughts on this though because I think that experience is going to be very different. Um, 
for YouTube, I don't think they have much to worry about just yet. You know, they've been around for a lot longer. Yeah. They've really figured out how that TV app and the yeah. format works best. One of TikTok's major appeals is how interactive it is and how quick it is. Like they quick yeah, hit, yeah. You know, quick service yeah. of videos. You can scroll through really quickly. You can, you know, scroll past what you don't like, like and share what you do like. Yep. And that's going to be a whole lot slower on a TV. How would you do that? With It'd be real remote. clunky, and I'm not even sure you'd be able to do it because I just, I just, it's not the same. The remotes aren't really no. that they're pretty hard to use. The remotes. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, and then I think realistically, I don't see many families going. You know, they sit around and watch TikTok. <laughs> You know, you sc- yeah. one of the TikTok's biggest successes or the success points is its ability to curate that really user-specific feed yeah. and serve that really highly relevant content. Yeah. You know, what entertains the six-year-old child isn't going to entertain mum and dad and then, you know, no, alternatively, mum and dad might be into something a little bit more uh, inappropriate. So it's not really suitable for <laughs> young children. I'm not insinuating anything with that. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think they're the two main points that are going to cause problems here. But I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, it's it's um, probably inevitable that that was set up by TikTok. But <coughs> just briefly on on a similar situation, we talk about regulators trying to crack down on TikTok, but also Chat GPT. Oh yes, I mentioned many times the regulators. Um, what is it? Nearly five months after Chat GPT yeah. started, regulators are now trying to get busy, trying to think: should we regulate this? We mm. know the the really long uh, trail time it takes for regulators to get busy. So, U.S. Um, news this week: uh, the U.S. Uh, Commerce Department has put out a formal public request for comment on what is called accountability measures uh, for these AI um, inventions. So. That means that I, I guess the 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 suggestion is that AI, AI models may need a certification process before they are allowed onto the market. We've talk, sp- heard about you know inaccuracies in the information. We've heard about um, mm. some of the models going a bit rogue in terms of what they've been saying. We've also um, heard people last week talking about. Um, taking defamation action against chat GPT because they're implicated in crimes they didn't commit and chat GPT says they did do this. So there's all this sort of stuff there. So um, we've got other activities, the European Union looking at different ways that they could maybe crack down on it. So it's just worth noting chat GPT already in the uh, regulators. Well, I'd say already because it's taken that many, but I (laughs) guess from a regulator's viewpoint, it is, you know, they're they're moving quickly. This is rapid stuff. So, um, and Microsoft, of course, with its involvement with uh, OpenAI, the founder of ChatGPT says it's not a bad move to uh, put AI development under under scrutiny. So, uh, well, it's already out there, so it doesn't yes. worry it. Um, now, speaking of old brands, well, we're not. We've been talking about new brands, but old brands. Jordan, worth bringing up this week, Tupperware. Now, I never thought we would bring up Tupperware. Oh, I never thought I would either. Whenever I think of Tupperware, I just think of mum saying – where is the lid to this piece of Tupperware? Yeah, it's gone missing. Yep, yep. Find the lid. The lid should be with the bowls. Yep. Yep. I've got a, obviously yeah. a few things we've got to work through there. But um, Tupperware, what's happened? Yeah, I reckon we could be witnessing the end of the iconic brand this year because uh, it seems that Tupperware is on the ropes and it's the final round. 
So we've all heard of Tupperware. Obviously, it's the containers we store the leftovers in, yep. you know, challenges us to that game of Tetris in the uh, kitchen drawer. Yeah, where are they? Yes. Um, it's a brand that's very famous for its once highly successful Tupperware parties, which is now a concept which seems bizarre. Do you remember them? Never went to one. No, no. But no, do, do I don't you remember, remember at all. I do remember I've my mum experienced one. heading off to a Tupperware party. I never went, but I do remember mum heading off sure to Tupperware parties. Did. So uh, whenever yeah, that was in, I the, don't know. in the past. But uh, the 77-year-old food storage business, which has been operating here in Australia since 1961, just pulled out of New Zealand last year and it struggled in recent years with the demand for home products falling and the, amid the growth of home delivery apps and the lack of engagement in the Tupperware parties, the brand's sales briefly surged with uh, the COVID-19 yep. pandemic. Couldn't go out. Because yep. families were home cooking meals. Yep. But uh, that trend sharply reversed last year as restaurant dining boomed again. On Friday, Tupperware disclosed it has substantial doubt about its ability to continue as a go- sorry to continue as a going concern. In the face of a cash crunch and pressure from creditors after errors in its financial statements oh, left it unable no. to timely file an annual report. Never good. To put it into perspective, in the last 12 months, the stock price of Tupperware has fallen 98%. Not good. Enormous. I reckon, and this is probably going to sound a bit brutal, it's <laughs> probably the, uh, I know, it's like kicking while they're down. Um this to me is the consequence of a company that truly thought it would never go out of business. Uh, they Culture. sat on their hands while the world changed and then realised when it's too late. Yeah. Now you've got competing products, less people at home and yep. notably women who were obviously around at home more in the 60s and 70s uh, yep. and the rise of at-home food delivery. So, I mean, it's no surprise. I'll be surprised if Tupperware can hang on at this point. What about mm. you? What are your thoughts? Oh, it's fascinating to see what's happened with it. I think you're right. It's a bit of a throwaway culture these days more, I think, too. I mean, I think, we, you know, you really looked after all of the food when you were younger. I'm not, I'm not sure it happens the same way anymore, but Tupperware was the one that you, you knew that would keep the food fresh. And the, when I was a kid, the other the competitors weren't really up to the same mark, whereas now it seems that the technology is there for everyone to use and, and they do use it and you can yeah. buy things a bit cheaper than, Certainly. than Tupperware. So, oh, look, they're really interesting the way these different companies uh, change or keep up. And don't forget, I mean, there's been a lot of media coverage this week about Tupperware and the link to Kodak. But don't forget, Kodak did invent the digital camera. It True. just didn't see... Um, the smartphones coming, which became cameras. That's it. In many ways. So they're, they're real interesting lessons here um, and Tupperware is one of them. Now, we're going to talk about Donald Trump too at the moment because an interesting piece this week from the Axios guys who mentioned that Donald Trump's really started to ramp up his advertising spend in the wake of his uh, indictment and arraignment. Um, a fairly big spend on social media in the weeks following that. The Axios estimation is he spent about um, 260 grand US between... Uh, is that right? Yeah. Um, March 19 and April 7. Um, so he'd only spent about $8,000 or three weeks prior to that. So the main focus of his ads is to raise funds, of course. Okay. He's got some indictment-related merchandise, so you can buy that. <laughs> I've and, seen that. Uh, his fake mug shot. So he's ramping things up here, fundraising and also looking to run again for president in 20, 
24, and his likely early rivals um, includes uh, Nikki Haley, who's the only other person to, to say they would officially run, and of course Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis. Mm. Um, everything's being compared at the moment. They haven't mentioned uh, his indictment in their ads whatsoever. I think they'd probably be treading carefully there, yeah. not to isolate the potential Trump voters in case uh, they need them to support them down the track. Yeah. So he's busy again, Trump. Um, we shouldn't be shocked. Uh, Always but is. You've had an observation on this because you've had a look at a few of those ads. Oh, I've had. I've seen a few of those ads. I've seen all the the indictment merchandise. Um, I just, I just get the feeling this particular campaign run. There's a there's a sense of desperation for funds. Like there really is. Yep. Is is this perceived to be this enormously wealthy man but then you come out with these really dodgy quite frightening nfts the nfts that's right they were shocking we mentioned that of course yeah so uh, it's little things like that and the indictment merch which obviously you know taps into his voters but i just think there's more intelligent ways to do it but maybe I'm the idiot. Uh, yeah, it was always interesting to watch. Always. Think, always very interesting. Now, next week on The Week in Review, uh, episode 71, yes. we will look at the media coverage of the coronation of King Charles because it's going to be very interesting to see how it's covered. In the meantime, though, we're going to look at the celebrity magazines for this weekend because we shouldn't be shocked... They've got coronation fever, um, including the new idea. I'm going to start with new idea. We like to look at these, of course, to see what is making news. Jordan, the cover of new idea, I must say, a pretty glum-looking Prince Harry. Yes. And then in big capital letter font, Harry cracking under pressure inside his week from hell. Now... I'm going to mention this because there's no exclamation mark on that, which just underlines how serious this is for Harry. Yeah. He's cracking under pressure. Now, you look at Women's Day, there's a separate thing in Women's Day because the front cover is also coronation related. It is. It says showdown at coronation rehearsal with an exclamation mark. You'll be glad to hear. And a subhead. And uh, it says you betrayed my mother. And there's also a nice little like a circular sticker that said Anne confronts Camilla. So yeah, look. (laughs) Anne confronts Camilla. So there's been a showdown at the coronation rehearsal. There certainly has. Down the bottom we've got some Carl Stefanovic, Carl and Cass battle for the biggest mansion. Please. Uh, oh yes, that's a Gwyneth's uh, marriage at breaking point. Plenty oh. of exclamation marks in this issue. They do, and it's uh, they've got some noodle recipes which would be fantastic. Dinner oh, yeah. from three dollars eighty. Three dollars eighty. Oi, that's a good looking dinner I too. See clear of that one. It's noodle night. Now, what's saying here? There's a picture of Russell Crowe and Terry Irwin. Set the date. Invitation leaked. What's what's that a date Set for, Jordan? Date. What's this? Have I missed something here? Which oh, I'm not across this one. Set the date. Now, set no. the date's normally... That's wedding related, that's when isn't it? when you're getting married, isn't it? Yeah, look, I'll be surprised if it is. If it's mass related, I'd be all over this, but I'm not. They set the date. Maybe they're just having a barbecue or something. Yeah. Oh, who knows? I, I don't really know. It could know. be anything, Matt. So, uh, and um, of course, in the new idea, um, not much else besides that. So, what's the weekend hold for you? I have two gigs this weekend, one tonight and one tomorrow. Excellent. And uh, then a very quiet Sunday. 
Yes, of course. Yes, yes. What about you? Um, what am I doing? Oh, there's a Norse Devils home game. I'll probably get down to that. Against, very good. Yes, against. Have to get a win. I know. Win would be very nice, but they <laughs> will uh, play the, the team top of the ladder. So oh, goody. That's when the Devils <laughs> shine. So Excellent. Look forward to talking about the coronation next week. See you then. Yeah.